I feel like I've had a pretty good experience with my parents over high school. Like I've had a pretty uh, do tell good. <laughs> Like I yeah like I never yeah 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 pretty unique experience yeah but um a lot like I uh, I appreciate it because I see a lot of other people who have a much tougher time with their parents and explaining to them how like explain to them how they want to live their life in high school and the parents just not understanding that and wanting them to do what they want to do want want them to do because I, I think. Like, parents think of their kids, obviously, think of their kids as, like, their kids and they're, like, theirs. Like, they have to, like, give them the path to to how to be successful. But instead, I think it's more of you guide them, obviously. Like, you obviously, you do have to guide them because you've lived life already and or a lot of life already. But I think letting them learn their own lessons is so much more important than you trying to teach them the lessons without them figuring it out first. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. Yeah. So what do you guys want to like talk about today? I have a good one. Yeah. It's like your ex especially in this area, the expectations of making money coming out of high school. Because a lot of kids here have it set up for themselves. I mean, kind of known. Here that live in Like this in this area. specific area, like in the Valley Calabasas. Yeah. Close to and like hills there's and there's a lot of like like, if you got out of high school doing your own, like, let's, I mean, there's obviously a schooling route. You can go get a degree. But if you don't want to go do that, you want to make your fortune somewhere else. If you don't succeed, it's like, it's like when you do succeed, it's seen as like, oh, like, you're so hardworking. You're so successful. But when you don't succeed, it's seen as literally like the polar opposite. Like, you just, right. like, you're and not, you're late, like, you're lazy. Like, you just, you just couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. And then it's not forgiving. And you're not good enough if you don't yeah. make it. So that's, it's pressure. Yeah, exactly. So you feel that pressure? Yeah. Now, now I, I never did before, but now senior year. Because you know this is your last year. Yeah, exactly. You guys are all seniors at El Camino High School, by the way. Yeah. Right? For people yeah. that are listening. To... And then Cody, Gabe, Nick, I know you guys introduced yourselves, but like I might say your names so when people hear it on the podcast, they know who's who in case you guys sound alike. Mm -hmm. You guys sound pretty similar. What do you think? Yeah, a little bit. Maybe, yeah. Not Nick. Not Nick. <laughs> not Everyone me. says me and Gabe sound the same, but not Nick. Yeah, we sound the same. Yeah, man. So how, what do you? How do you handle the pressure? Like, why? Why do you think? I mean, know? like for me, I don't have it set up for myself coming out, coming out, coming out of high school. I mean, I'm probably gonna go to a CSU. Like realistically, I mean, I I don't want to have student debt. Like I've I've seen like it's just I feel like it would be anxietizing to have debt coming out of um high school. So I want to go to a CSU. I probably want to become a realtor or something like that. But I mean, I always think of that possibility that like, like it just doesn't work out. I mean, like it's like, I know I'll work out for myself because like everything else I've put my mind to in that sense has worked out. But I mean, there's always that chance that it wouldn't work out. And I'd feel like, like the, the stress of that is just like, it's just not where I want to be like ever. Right. And all your parents have, have been successful. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. that's like, that's like the minimum. Yeah. Like if you're not as successful as them, it's like what the hell did they do? What mm -hmm. was the point of them busting their ass to like exactly. create this home? Cuz all of you guys are like first generation nice homes, yeah. so like mm -hmm. middle yeah. class homes cuz like we were on the up come up your parents yeah, like first immigrants gen. Like, mm -hmm. like we were that and your dad just figured shit out and became an amazing custom cabinet maker mm -hmm. and is a master mm -hmm. but what if you don't find that what if you yeah. don't stumble upon your mastery but that's bullshit bro that's just our our brains fucking with us all the time like 
what if I'm not good enough? It's insecurity. It's searching for for danger. It's what our brain does. Oh my God, what if there's an animal there? What if? But the truth is, when you play this game long enough, like me, when you become gray like me, you do get you lose some physical, but you gain perspective with pattern recognition, because there is print. There are principles and patterns to this game, man. And the way you guys handle yourselves and how you're doing in school and social skills, all you got to do is let yourselves figure it out, man. You can even make mistakes. And if you were to come to me in five years, Gabe, and say, man, this real estate thing didn't work out, I'd say, all right, well, what's the next thing? You just got to figure it out. And you'll probably kill it. And that's what's going to confuse you. Should I, if you don't like something and you're killing it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this anymore. Don't. <laughs> Go do something else. That's what I did. I, I, I did well in my accounting profession, even though I hated it and I couldn't get out because I thought I couldn't do something else well. You know, it's scary, man. You have to have, you got to have faith in yourself. That's what it comes down to. Everyone talks about faith, but you have to have faith in something. God, yourself, something. So, so real estate and Cal State University system. Yeah, I'm thinking. Why are you going to school if you're going to do real estate? Well, I can, it's like a new thing. Like a lot of college, like not a lot of colleges, like a few colleges have adopted like this real estate program that like gives you opportunities coming out of college, like SDSU. That's where I want to go, San Diego. And like, I feel like it could be a good idea for me if I don't want to jump into it immediately. Um, it could just, and I, I kind of want to have that experience at least going to college. And even, even being a realtor while I'm in college, I feel like would be cool just to get a head start. So, yeah, that's kind of the route I want to take. And also, my, my grandma was a really successful realtor in Denver. Like you want to be like a realtor, like an agent, a like, broker? I want, to be, I want to become an agent, which eventually leads to me gaining, having enough capital to like flip houses and stuff like that. And just be like in that, in that field, not specifically yes. an agent, I guess. I got you. But, you know, and I'm just going to say this. You probably know, but you don't need a college degree yeah. to do that. So I appreciate what you said because... You're doing it for the experience kind of too. Mm -hmm. And you're young and all your friends are going to college. And that is a factor. You know? But if you were if you were doing it, if it was all a money play, then probably the best bet is just go right away work for yeah. a realtor and do all the paperwork and learn the paperwork and make a little money and then pass the agent exam and be like a 20-year-old or 19-year-old realtor agent. Nothing stops you from doing it and then make money because that's how you're going to make money anyway. Even after you get the degree, you're going to go do that. But to, to me, I think the college experience is so... Like, you would miss out on so much without by missing out on college. Even though you do get to start early, I would take the college experience because I want to live the rest of my life knowing that I went to college even though it might not be the smartest thing to do financially financial wise there's things that i gain out of it that i value more than putting myself in a good financial place i agree with you 100 percent. actually i always talk about how college is just an option and you shouldn't like feel like you have to go to college to be successful but that is such a great point that i don't really talk about which is there's more to life than just dollars and getting to your like oh save money don't go into because i had a lot of fun in college too i got i went to parties it's weird if you go to the college parties but you're not, you're not in college yeah. yeah people do that it's and like, it's weird mm, it's kind of weird so i feel like you're growing up yeah. you're, you're growing up early yeah. yeah i feel like when you're in college i mean i mean you're not a kid yeah. but you it's still like 
You haven't gone out there yet. That's true, man. And here's the, okay, I'm going to give the argument for going to college for those reasons. I just don't want people to ever feel like, oh, I didn't go to college or I can't go to college. I don't want to go and I can't be successful. That's ridiculous, man. You can actually get to the money probably faster these days, actually. But the experience, you're networking too, man. Like you yeah. make some deep connections with people that are going to be making deals. And you can make a lot of college people, a college friends created amazing businesses right in college. That's what I'm saying. Um, the amount of times I've heard where people start sh start stuff in college right. yeah. or meet people that they, they're friends with for the rest of their lives in college, I just... I, right. I even though I'm also even though the same thing you're also missing out on stuff by going to college I would still value the stuff that I get in college more than that but everyone's different so someone could value that less than I do and not want to go to college because financially it doesn't make sense for them then they don't and mm -hmm. you're living in a community where people are like open they're learning they're not like working full-time usually so they have more free time and you're you get to live in that village too. That's another pro that if you don't go to college would be weird. Like, right. Well, everyone's on the same boat. Everyone's on the same boat. Like everyone, yeah. everyone goes through the same things every day that you totally do. Totally valid, man. I definitely even, and I support that decision. If that's your, I want people to be happy. So if you're doing it knowing the, the trick is though, when you're there to not get sucked into a profession that isn't really yeah something like I did, I went to the career center and picked on a, Oh, what's a good field? Not what I liked. So that's something you got to figure out. Don't just rely on college to do it. Like work at places you're interested in. Kind of like you're yeah. doing now. You're working at a store that you are interested <clears throat> in. Not just a random job to figure yourself uh -huh. out. So you guys aren't... What about you, Nick? Uh, do for you me, feel the pressure that Gabe's talking about to be successful? Not necessarily the same way Gabe does because I know I have my parents always behind me. Cause like you said, I have a you can racist count on their money. Yes, yes, I can. <laughs> but that's the, but the thing is that sort of mean I'm not going to work hard. That's the thing because what I want to do is I want to do med school. So that's not regardless of the money. Like I'd be even fine with the debt because I think I'd be able to handle that. Like without, I mean, with the pressure because as students, I think we all experience enough pressure to move on from just. You know, it's just money. You know, we, we're living long lives. And there's always opportunity to make money. Yeah. So it's just a number out there that I really think that people value too much. And for me, like I said, med school. So where I am fortunate enough to have enough money. But it's not like I'm just going to... I can't slack off for that. So, you know. And it's ca keywords there are cash flow, mm -hmm. to your point. First of all, I was going to say this, that you do get... The, by going to college, you get to take out a very low interest like loan and live off of that and fund your lifestyle for four years. And even though you, even if you have a $200,000 debt, the payments are stretched out pretty nicely with yeah. low rates. And so as long as you eventually have a job that makes enough money for you to have a little bit on the side to keep paying that debt while you're paying your rent, and you're good. Like mm -hmm. who cares? It's just a number. Exactly. As long as you have enough to like go on vacation, buy food, buy clothes, and a little bit to pay off that student loan that never gets paid off. But who cares? As long as you're living the lifestyle right. you want. Yeah. So that is a good point, man. You're right. And I agree. Like, see, like, that's cool. You're not really thinking about the money. You actually mm -hmm. want to be a doctor. And so even if the money is not necessarily, necessarily there, you're you're happy that you're doing something that, you know. Mm -hmm. And especially as a doctor, it's profession. a... It's something that there's always going to be need for. Like right. We're never going to not need any more doctors. Right. So it's a high-paying job. 
So it's like, you know, for the first 10 years or so, you may struggle, but it's not like I'm going to live just till 40. So I have another 40 years after, you know, to enjoy my (laughs) life. (laughs) So I will struggle for the first half and then enjoy the rest of my life, knowing that I have a secure job making enough money to be well off in Los Angeles. Right. Yeah, it's not easy. This is the first year that we've like, because junior year you're supposed to feel the pressure of start feeling the pressure of college and like the fact that like quarantine, shit's dude. shit's catching up to you and stuff. But quarantine it changed like, everything. Changed so much. Like I didn't feel it at all. It became so real so fast. Like the first two weeks of high of senior year, they start talking. They start throwing all this college stuff. Like college says, you're already too late if you want letter recommendation for a lot of teachers. Like so many things that I just didn't know I even had to do yet. Cause I'm, I've, I mean, obviously I've never done anything for college. So it came up on me like this. Cause I went from being a sophomore where, oh, college is so far away. And then everything skips while I'm worrying about like online school, which is nothing. And we're just like, oh yeah, we'll go back to school eventually. And we come back and everything's back. Everything's like, you're behind on stuff. You need to start doing your college stuff now. And it became so real. It changed my, my, my view on, on what I want to do and how I want to go, um, how I want to live life after high school so much because i nothing was real but until like the last couple yeah, of weeks it got real fast man yeah because you were a freaking in the middle of your sophomore year which is sophomore year they don't really talk about college dude. Right, they, they they came to our class one time i remember and they talked to us about it but i was like when i was sitting through that thing i was kind of like yeah whatever this time they came to our class i listened to every word they said because i did not know what the fuck i'm doing like 100 like i literally don't know what i'm doing dude, that's crazy this is i mean this is your last your whole life has been pretty much under this business model of like living at home as an underage person that can't make their own decisions, doesn't have to pay their own bills, doesn't have to have their own place to like, oh my God, I got one less than a year left potentially if you're going away to college. And it's a whole new business model, man. Not even. We have two months to apply to college. Yeah, November thirtieth. No, no, I, 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 mean, I haven't started. We're all behind. Yeah, that's right. the problem because we. You're supposed to start your junior year. You're supposed to start during your junior right. year, and then senior year you're supposed to apply, and then applications are due like October or the end of it's November. Like November thirtieth. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And the day it was, I like it seemed always seemed so far away, and then now I'm like running out of time. And once you submit those college applications, it's like you're kind of like. I'm done. Like, I'm done with high school. Like, you feel like, yeah. So you guys got to submit in the next two months. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're not that, they're not that much. It's one application for all the UC schools. And yeah, then the, the, the ones for the state schools are nothing. That's a little it's more complicated. Just, you, write, yeah. you have to write an essay. Think, but yeah. No, no for UC. No, not for the other ones. For UC. Oh, no. Cal State, no. Cal State, don't, you don't have to write anything. But for UCs, yeah. it's like, you, there's like yeah. eight essays. You choose four of them. And then you just UCs pay to apply to the other schools. Like yeah. you, It's like yeah. 70 bucks and you, they like read it. That's it. But Cal State, it's, it's different. I think it's a, your high school transcript and then and like, that's like i think that's well, then they look at they look at specializations like yeah extracurricular but you literally you just set you it literally just facts like you mm-hmm. just throw them everything about you and they yeah. look at it and they say yes or no instead of ucs you have to read your essay sometimes for ucs essays get people in right like that if you true. write a good enough essay your essay can literally get you in if you have a worse gpa than someone else that's what i was gonna say man because you can really all of you guys if you're open the essay man because because they're they're tired of seeing the same thing you can write something from your heart, dude. There's always it's always, there's always something you could do, like for you too, man. You and Ben, like that whole story, what mm-hmm. you want to do. I don't know. 
I mean, there's a whole. But um, I was just gonna say the the with the pressure thing where we feel it from our yeah. parents' success. You start to feel it from from school, obviously, like the teachers and stuff. But then you start feeling it from your peers. Yeah. Like right. other people talk about them submitting submitting applications. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> and it's also the other way. I feel like a lot of people define their life in these this like mm-hmm. like oh like it's hard to explain. Like the people who you thought were gonna probably end up in bad places. <laughs> it's sad to say, <laughs> but like I mean, with almost two years at home with nothing but free time, you kind of a lot of kids you see turn into Sweet. more of what's what they're gonna turn into in five years. Like I'm. Like kids who were mainly probably just getting into drugs, like there's some probably like screw there's some some screwed up kids now, like that their future is essentially ruined, or people who make bad life decisions. Like, wow. do you think it was because of quarantine or just that was a time period? I, I don't know. It was just time it's period. a time period where I, you yeah. change a lot. I think it was the time. It was a time you change a lot, but I think that the time at home, yeah. like the time away from like, honestly away from like, it was away from like society standards mm-hmm. a bit because you're not around people as so you. So you can make more questionable choices without getting any backlash. So like people just, I feel like a lot of people embrace that. And either you like, you either you worked hard and you like kept your goal set on life. For some people, they gave in to something that probably wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just like you were saying, it was like quarantine was a period of time where like everyone's true colors kind of showed. Yeah, exactly. So that's why like after a year and a half, you saw. People got into fitness. People did this. Exactly, yeah. A lot of things yeah. happened. Both ways. Yeah, it goes, yeah. Both, it goes both ways. Yeah. It goes both it ways. It was a moment of truth. Mm-hmm. You don't know how many people, adults too, like that changed their direction completely during COVID. And it's one way or the other. Either they went really good, like they started their business because they're like, that's it. I'm going to be that artist I want to be. Or they went like in a complete mm-hmm. opposite way. Yeah, I feel like an example, like I know a guy who like, I don't want to say his name, but like he, no, he he did good. Like he invested in Tesla or something. I heard a rumor, and like he's doing great. Like he's thinking of starting a business startup. Then on the opposite end, you have a kid who, like, probably got like got involved in like in like drugs, hanging around bad people, and like I feel like that's hard to get out of. I feel like you're setting yourself up for something that's really hard to escape. Mm-hmm. A lot of crazy shit happened during. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think also though we see, we used to see everyone every single day. So you wouldn't notice change as drastically. And then now we came back. And obvi- I think also we were 15 and came out 17. So it, it like those two years are also a big two years for change. So the fact that we had to not see people that we would see every single day for that long and then all of a sudden come back. It, it, it was like it was it was like a shock. The first week of of high school, ba- of, of back of senior year, was like yeah. fucking like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Like seeing some people that I haven't seen in so long, and seeing how much people changed, it's and pe- the way people, people separated into their own groups of like wanting to go to the people who who like who like the same things as them. It happened so like it used to be everyone in our grade was kind of this like kind of together, and now it's like so separated and like it, you don't even I don't even see people sometimes that I used to see because they're yeah. hanging out with some other random group that they like because they like I don't know sharks or some shit like that like sharks you know what I mean like, people are like clicky yeah people become more clicky Lumber yeah everyone's yeah, yeah, group everyone's true. group is smaller I feel like everyone like right right when we left like this is, probably, this is more specific to our group but like yeah. we hang out with like a really really large group of people we didn't have like a set group of people. But coming back, people have like their their group of six or group before that they're like tight with. Yeah, like people like I, people you got had to do with the quarantine. I mm-hmm. think yeah, because yeah, so. those are the people you'd see every. I mean, it happened with you us. Talk to exactly. yeah, people yeah, you talk to the every people day. you talk to all the time. 
because you grew you you guys grew apart. You're not mm -hmm. seeing each other for like such a long time. Canoli, come here. And then and then you get used to like that tight circle because it's hard to coordinate with ten people now when you're yeah. all like separate, right? Well, it took more you effort. Come back and it's just uncomfortable now mm -hmm. to open yeah. up to these people that you don't know anymore and you you've grown apart. Yeah. Because to keep a friendship in quarantine took a lot more effort than it right. did in person. Yeah. So you you weren't able to keep as many friendships as you used to. So then you would you would just stop stop trying with those people that you weren't as close with and only keep your tight circle. Yeah. And then now we go back and everyone's still in their tight circles because right. they don't. It's it's like yeah. slowly people are branching out more, but everyone still always wants to go back to their safe place of like it's that. Like that a, type it's like group. a selfish truth. Like mm -hmm. you'll put the effort into being with the people you want to be with. Like yeah. we're all guilty of it in a certain way. Right. Just, mm -hmm. just maybe in some people more dramatic than others. Like the people you want to be, spend time with and be with and be like, you're going to put the effort into being like them and wanting to spend time with them. So do you think it's sort of the quarantine sort of forced you to figure out who yeah. you're like? Oh, yeah. Core. Yeah. True people. Yeah. Are. Did, Friends yeah. means a being a friend means something completely different to me now than it means than it meant to me in 10th grade. 100%. Wow. Yeah. It, everything was more surface before. Everything was more service before, and now it's everything's becoming more real. Also, I feel like I, I don't even know what it is, but now force people to go deep. Yeah, yeah. No, like because you have to make an effort, and you're like, eh, and then you go, well, shit, why? And then you got to deal with that reality mm -hmm. that you grew apart with somebody that when you see them just casually every day, you could be like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, da da da. But now it forced you to see the reality. Everything became more of like a real relationship. You have to have like real relationships now because before, before I remember like going to school and it was like, oh, I would just talk to like, I I was never like really close with, with like a couple group, a couple of people. I was always like decent friends with a lot of people. And now it's like, it's like closer connection. You have to have like closer connections now to, to like, to feel like you have, to, to feel like you have friends. Like, li like you literally have to have that to feel like you have friends. Whereas before it, I didn't feel like that as much because I feel like we were, we were still we were still just kids with like mm -hmm. random friends where he was like oh hey make a random joke and that's it and even your closest friends like I mean we all us three were close but there was never a time after school where we'd see each other yeah. every day like there's definitely been times that I've seen these guys during the during the summer like probably literally every day for like a month for like a month straight probably more than yeah a month. probably yeah. only more than a it month was, yeah. yeah it was it yeah. was original like OG quarantine. Whereas even before school ended, it was like every day we were biking yeah. together. Yeah, literally every day. It was like, at least like five times out of the seven days yeah. of the week. But that's just what you had to do. I mean, like, but like you guys bonded even more over quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Because before quarantine, maybe because you had so many like people, more superficial network of friends, it was easier to fill those mm -hmm. times. It became harder to hang but out you with you guys. Because Nick, for people mm -hmm. that are listening, you know, you are you and Cody. Go back to like two years almost old. the beginning, mm -hmm. two years old, because mm -hmm. we were literally, and you still are, mm -hmm. across the street neighbors in a cul-de-sac, mm -hmm. literally <laughs> looking out the kitchen window at each other, waving hello. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I used to live in that house, but no more, but that's another topic. <laughs> uh -huh. The point is, I remember Nikki as a little boy, but you guys were like really close and then had your own interests a little bit, maybe. Mm -hmm. Middle and, school. Yeah, middle school yeah, for sure. Middle yeah. school. And then the quarantine like brought these like, yeah, like now I'm seeing real friendships from mm -hmm. Cody because it's also like your age, you're more mature and more deeper as a person. But yeah, I wonder how much of that was quarantine. It was a lot of those, yeah. Like I, w I was getting closer. I was getting closer with Gabe before quarantine, right yeah. before. But then when quarantine hit, it like it sped everything up so fast. And I it, like it was so odd because 
I was growing up kind of a, apart from from like Gabe, Nick, and Stoli, and then and then in high school we all started coming back to each other a little bit. And I had I started getting close with other people. Like I had another friend group, and I I like found other people with the same interests as me. But I ended up just coming back to the same group of four that I've had since I was in third grade. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's deep roots there too. Yeah, man. and honestly, having history with people helps a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. It's actually very important, and I'll tell you why real quick. Because mm-hmm. I noticed it, I, I didn't understand it before. Because there are seasons to this game, and people act different when they change or when circumstances change and when you see somebody that sticks with you through like really strange wavelengths of whatever's going on in your life changing times uh uh, incidents that happen fights and you can bounce back it's just like a relationship and you still get along it's like wow that's some real shit you know Mm -hmm. you can count on this person whereas you know from experience you can be hot and heavy with a friend like oh my god you're a cool person and then a month later they have a bad day and they go fuck you and you go yeah so you got to go through that to even see if the person's gonna be long term because you got to see the ups and downs and the different seasons and i feel like with us we never like forced each other we never like in middle school when we were obviously when like i wasn't as close with them anymore we never like tried to like force each other to stay friends like stay really close we just let each other do whatever we felt like we needed to do at the time and then eventually we made our way back and then and and like now now more than more than ever i like life feels so real life feels so much more real now and then and i value like my friends more than before i feel like you've also come back to me a little bit <laughs> <laughs> okay in the last uh uh-huh. i would say 2 days 3 months okay you know why why is that first of all i, I let I, you go yeah, he's right why i let you go he's right it was really hard when you went from boy to man mm-hmm. or like like that 14-year-old age, 14 to 15 maybe. <laughs> so that was a big transition. I let you go. I gave you a lot of freedom, I think, which was smart of me to do because otherwise I would have smothered you and you need space. You're a man now. Even though you're living at home, you are a man. And so I feel like because of that and because you are now, I feel like you've become like a grown-up man in the na- in last three months. Your attitude toward basketball, like just in general, how you carry yourself, your body's changed. All of you guys, like you're mature, even though you're having fun, hanging out with your friends, it's a maturity. You're working, you got a job, you got a car. And I noticed you've come back to me as a, just a, like a, a man-to-man relationship. You're more talking, you're more stopping, go, hey, updating on something. Whereas for a while you needed that space. Mm-hmm. But it's a maturity. It's like you just went another level. <laughs> Sit. Hmm. I I think it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like you let people go, yeah, and then man. especially strong people, man. Everyone, you guys are strong alpha males. That's gonna be the hard thing is respect each other's kingdoms, man. You know what I'm saying? But but like combined forces. Dude, mm-hmm. the network of you three together working together not just high school if you guys are smart i realize now i could have done really good business with my high school friends we're still so connected but unfortunately we live so far apart i didn't value that enough you may grow apart it's possible but don't think that you can't keep each other's networks intertwined and like 
help each other be successful. I was gonna say another thing that like even though I would I would want to come to I would want to come to you or come to mom about like questions about how life's gonna be after high school and like how to how to deal with stuff and how to deal with the pressure of like having to grow up so fast. But it's so it's so different now than it than it was before to me because because of um like social because of like social media and st- and like having to um and the way like we we use technology now with stuff like that and like connecting with people and staying connected with people like there's no way you can know how it's going to be for me after high school cuz we live in we live in such different times yeah. which i think is why it's so hard for a lot of times for kids to have relationships with their parents cuz their parents think it's how it was when they were kids but it's different now and they don't try to see the other side of it so teach us this because you know what i i picked up on it luckily but i don't understand it cuz there's no way for me to understand it Things are changing so fucking quick. You have to know, like, for example, especially during quarantine, I realized at some point, dude, just let him be on his phone. Like, even though at dinner, I would say put it away. But I realized, like, how else are you going to communicate the way I did? I was always at my buddy's house. We were always together. We were always out. So if you don't have that, of course, you got to be on your phone playing video games late at night. You know what I mean? So I, that was a big deal. Like, if I don't let you stay up late... And play like online video games with your friends, you kind of lose connection. Yeah, I, I really would have. Because a lot of parents would say, "Dude, you can't be up till that late." Like me, Gabe, and Nick played Fortnite like all summer. Yeah, a lot. Like, like the quarantine. first six like months the first of quarantine. Six months of those, yeah, and that's how we stayed really close, and that's how we got closer. Mm-hmm. How important was that? Like your parents allowing you to? Because that that's a that's a hard one. Because mm-hmm. what is old school parent to let their kids play really late mm-hmm. video games was that important? I think it was, yeah. you know, because especially during quarantine, it wasn't yeah. like for the. I mean, in the beginning, none of us were really out. I wasn't out for yeah, that until so I don't were. even know when. It was like from March to like May or something like that. Yeah. They they went biking and then they invited me. I was like, okay, I'll go out. But yeah, during that time, those two months. For us, it was the only time we really talked was during those times. Mm-hmm. Because like we were texting, you don't hear each other's voices. So that was the only time where we really heard yeah. each other. And video it was, and it's not like specifically video games. I mean if, I mean all I mean we've all kind of changed since those two years. I mean we don't we don't really play like we mm-hmm. used to. Yeah. But no, no, no. I mean video games became FaceTime or it became right. Right, right, right. or it became it or and then FaceTime became literally just seeing each other in like every single night of summer. It mm-hmm. was you guys going out to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's the same thing, yeah. And since everyone else was up late, I was like, look, if I put a time limit on it, you're just going to get like left out. Disconnected. Right. Left out. And it seems like that's not important, but it is for mental health. Like you guys are already like quarantined off from the human race right so you know and well, you see all the like effects that are happening like some of your friends did you guys see like the negative stuff happening like yeah like, like what to smoke pot and, like, oh yeah that oh, was yeah. for 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 like the few people that have that that has happened over those years it's kind of random thinking of because it's like <laughs> for example like uh, none of us would because we're so close to each other and we have our own morals that like we would never do that we'd never you know, get to that point at this age. Yeah. Like later on, that's like we figure out that later. But yeah. the kids that have turned like that, yeah, it was like a spontaneous thing. Yeah. Like it'd be a random thing. Like they'd agree with us, and then one day, like something would have happened, and then from that moment on, they changed. And it was because probably they weren't with their friends who thought the same thing, and it was with yeah. someone else who believed yeah, the opposite. That's idea. what I was gonna say. I, I was like, 
like leading back to the whole friends thing, I think people, the people that like, cause everyone got like their clo- their friend group became really close. So like you'd like you get really close to a certain group of people. And I think that the I honestly think the people you hang out with defines you, like when you're younger, cause you're. I mean, I think it's just a fact of life that you're gonna want to copy something. If you're with someone that they have a value that you like, you're gonna like maybe subconsciously copy it. Mm-hmm. And when people found that group that probably wasn't healthy for them, they subconsciously copied it. And a lot of people have become like, like you can't even remember. Like it's just like such a drastic change. But then you just look at who they're with, and it starts to like connect the dots for you. Right. And if and if you're quarantined, and then all of a sudden limited to, you might be limited to hanging out with a certain cousin. <laughs> That isn't a good influence because your friends aren't available anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then now you're being influenced at a young age. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're not able to choose the people that maybe would have been a good influence. Mm-hmm. Like had they been hanging out with you guys, let's say, you know, whoever that is. And yeah, I was going to say, even though like that's why I think finding friends at a young, and keeping staying close with the friends you found at a young age is so important because when you're making friends at when you're making friends at that age, you're only making it off of who has like, who is the same interest in me and who who do I think is the most similar to me, like that. That's how I used to think of it as. So when you when you meet people like that, usually they're gonna have the same values as you and like they're gonna they're they're you're all gonna want what's best for each other and you're gonna know what's best for each other more than if you hang out with these random people who you don't really know that well. That's how you start getting into the other new things. Yeah, you're trying to impress them and fit in. Right, right, right. Trying to fit in, you but you're not trying something. to fit in with us. Like, right. like I, I'm not trying yeah, to fit you in with can them. Tell each yeah. other to fuck off if they don't like. Like, you can't force Mike to do something he doesn't want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. At this point, because you know each other too well. You know what I mean? And when you're, you're right. You got to have that core group. Hopefully, that if you have that. Yeah, it's like the you know, small, the like smallest said, things. They say like you know, show me your five closest friends. And mm-hmm. That's probably. Would you be like in five life, years? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to limit who you're friends with, but it does impact you, man. You know who you're gonna be around. If you're around people that are doing stuff that isn't good for you, you're probably gonna end up, you know, getting influenced at some point. It's hard not to mm-hmm. at that age, at a young age, when you're trying to fit in socially. The smallest things can lead up to like what I've noticed is quarantine is like one decision can literally lead up to like something life changing. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it's even something as small as like my good friend Stoli. Like I introduced him to volleyball. He joined the team. He told he like he'll tell me all the time. He he like lost thirty pounds and like he like he was in such a better mental shape just from like just from me telling him once one small thing about about joining. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that can definitely turn into a negative thing with someone people people that you like you thought you knew. <laughs> making a small choice and then it just defines them as it's like evolved i guess so let me ask you a question like being a sophomore right before quarantine and now like re-entering the school system as a senior what what advice would you give like high school kids to maybe sophomores or, or seniors there's things you take seriously and there's things you should not take seriously at all like, I feel like all three of us, mm-hmm. like, we'd probably worry about the dumbest things in sophomore year, about, like, fitting in, blah, blah, blah. We do the dumbest things right now at school. We'll literally be yeah. ourselves in the weirdest ways at school. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, maybe it's because of the where we're at at school, like, our reputation, like, it's it wouldn't, like, be damaging to our reputation to do something like that. But in sophomore year, like, none of us were like that. We yeah. definitely think about how we'd act. Like, just don't take it that serious. Exactly. Just be yourself. It's not going to matter in a few years. And you, like, we would, like, overanalyze how you exactly. look to other people. And, yeah. like, try to, like, 
try to think about how you look to other people and like change yourself to look how you how you think other people want you to instead of just doing Make whatever yourself. the fuck makes yeah. you how did feel you guys, better. How did you get, get to that mindset? Because that's yeah. a very tough one. Yeah. I think like, I misunderstood think the Nick, podcast. Nick, could probably give, Nick had probably the most drastic personality well, changes. Oh, yeah. I think for, I mean, we all like change. Accepting yourself and being okay. <laughs> being yeah. okay with being misunderstood. Being okay <laughs> with not being liked. Being okay with somebody. Oh, Nick's okay with not being yeah, liked. Yeah, I don't care. Because Bro, well, this is the key to so many opportunities in life. Because mm-hmm. if you're worried about people not understanding you, not liking you, not thinking you're nice all the time, you're kind of fucked in almost every opportunity. Yeah. yeah but I'm not as good. A person, yeah. I'm not as good at that. I know Nick's really good well, at that. Well, no, though. because the thing is... I'm not so good it, enough at that yet. It's, yeah, it's just a mental thing. You got to get over it at some point. <laughs> well, at, what I meant Teach was... So basically, in high school, you, you're going to know these whatever 3,000 kids... How many are you going to see after those four years? Realistically. Like, I might not see these two kids after high school because of college. Because of college. So, what are the changes that I see? Like, half them. Ten of them. You know what I mean? So, sometimes, I mean, like Gabe was saying, in sophomore year, we took things too seriously. Catering to other people. Yeah, we thought, Mm -hmm. yeah, we have to be a people pleaser. Yeah, honestly. I mean, we're all all guilty of it in some way, of wanting to be like other people. That's what I'm telling you. I was the same way. That's why I look up to you guys. Like, I... You know, because I, I, I tried for Cody to instill some things in you that I didn't have that really hurt me. Like, I always wanted to be in the talent show. Never did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> right. Not in high school. No, in elementary. It was fun, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. That led it was to worth all it. these things. And Nick did it, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very important. No, I, I mean, I think it's a specific example yeah. for Nick. Like, Nick, for example, Nick would never used to talk about me and Cody about, like, girls or about fe- like feelings or anything like that. And it was just his personality. He's really like like stoic, I'd say. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good word. That's a good word. That is a good but, word. But like, yeah, he's changed. Like he'll talk. He, like he, he makes more of himself than I've ever like, yeah. seen opened him be up. himself. We, he's we open, opened him up. Yeah. You guys feel what? Like <laughs> 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 I don't even want to know. I, I, now I realize what you're probably laughing at. Nick opened up to us. No, okay, okay. What? How did you figuratively open him up? We just became closer. Yeah, we just became. He could just just force really. Yeah, I was forced. How did they make you comfortable, like, to be yourself? I mean, I never was. They would just force me. It was just really. I I didn't have the option. Yeah, can you put him inside? We can dump with this shit. (laughs) Wait, can you put him inside now or try to? It's easy to include you on this podcast, Canoli. Sit. Be quiet. Go ahead, man. But yeah, so like I was saying, I didn't really have an option. It was just like forced. No, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, it was just, to be honest, it was like quarantine. Going back to that, it was just getting closer yeah. and having yeah. people that I know I can trust and talk to. So that's basically what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think the quarantine helped you open up? Uh, Maybe yeah. you feel like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit us next to each Sorry. other. <laughs> I can feel when he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, 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 but actually, no, 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 but actually though, yeah. this saw a big change in Nick. Also saw a big change in Stoli. Uh-huh. So you were vulnerable. Yeah. And it allowed them to be vulnerable. You let mm-hmm. your friends see, your, see you being vulnerable whether you like it exactly. or not. Awesome, that, yeah, you don't get it. You don't really get a choice when you're close to each other that much. Like it's going to happen. There's yeah. something bad is going to happen. And your friends are going to see you suffer from it. 
and you just opened yeah you were yeah going through something bad you, you said hey i feel yeah. bad I feel right, right right you're gonna choose to either close it up and leave right. out of i mean embarrassment or you're just gonna just let them see and it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna let them closer like mm-hmm. sophomore year if cody told me one of like i've known some of probably one of his darkest like worst <laughs> problems i don't know <laughs> I mean, I be, some, something like I get the shovel. Something like, like something buried. Like, yeah. like stuff he's told me sophomore year, he would never have told me. Like he yeah. wouldn't even think about telling me. Right, too embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. like he would. He wouldn't. Because you didn't think you thought if you were honest, you maybe because because the thing is, good. everyone assumes that they're the only ones with problems. Yeah. But then once you tell other people all about your problem, then they tell you about yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. and then you feel like way more like like when you when the best feeling is when I tell someone about something like for example Gabe like I would tell him about something then he would tell me about something and it was like so cool because I was like holy shit I'm not the only one and then it makes you just tell it makes you like get get you get through your shit way easier you like that. normal people have mm-hmm. problems everyone has something that's, right. that's really bad to deal with but I mean so huge man like this is like adult shit we talk about hey be vulnerable vulnerability is strength the way people open up to me is because i'm so vulnerable with them like i'll cry if it's upset if i think i'm not good at something i'll say it if i'm yeah, like feeling down i'll say it and then people go wow okay and then they start opening up to you because they trust you if you're willing to be vulnerable then okay maybe it's not so bad if i admit i'm struggling with something and then you then you're intimate man intimacy is is being open with each other man you know what i mean it's not just physically <laughs> <laughs> Intimate's not a good word for us. <laughs> you can get us really easy. You can get us pretty much with anything. Uh-huh. It, it, oh my god! I'm sorry. In econ, this is random as fuck. But in econ, he will say any word, and me and Gabe will laugh about it. <laughs> It'll be like, so the supply curve. And Gabe will be like, curve. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Oh my god! And also the difference in in our friendship that when we started talking every single day changes so much because you know their day-to-day shit you know their day-to-day yeah. stuff that they go through and and like you just you it makes you so much closer with them when you get day-to-day stuff and then you make jokes that you make every right. 10 seconds and that is that is like when it just becomes so easy to be I friends think quarantine's created a unique group of i think the experiences that kids in this generation are having right now it's probably different. something that's going to be completely different from and people in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Probably ever. Probably ever, honestly. Yeah. Like, when, el- when else have you been... I mean, unless war... Aside from wartime, when are you going to be in your house for almost a year? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm sure some kids, honestly, probably didn't leave their houses that... Oh, no, easily. Yeah, if your parents... Like, uh-huh. Let's say your parents are really high risk of getting COVID. Mm-hmm. And, like, or, like, getting COVID would pretty, like, devastate your family. Like, you've probably literally been secluded from... Society. Like human interaction, mm-hmm. society for a a good year and a half, two yeah. years. Do you think video compensates for? No, no, absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. It it it's it's, it's good. It, it does help, but it is nothing yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. Nothing is, close. What is it about physically being with you? You, you, you see so people's you emotions. See exactly. You can see yourself on the FaceTime. You can see yourself when you're talking to people on video. Mm-hmm. You you have a it's like a it's like a shield. You get distracted. Like like you get you. I, oh my god, that's so not, true. Not, it's not even. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. You see yourself, so you know how you look. You have it's like a sense of security. Right now, like in person, like you're just 
you're just here like you have no, no idea how you no look. hiding it, you're everything's in person like but is it just that or something else is it just that you're not seeing it's that and control? it's also you can see people's emotions so much better in person yeah. and you get the raw like there's no like going on pause there's yeah. no hanging there's no, up you can't click hang you can't up you can't hang yeah. up you can't mute and you, you can't, can't hide it like there's like, nothing yeah. you can do you see everything and in body person language, exactly yeah. body language because on yeah. facetime face you don't see your face Okay, what about just, you guys think like physically being in each other's presence, smelling each other, <laughs> touching, you know, touching, <laughs> not inappropriately, but like just, hey, what's up? Hey, like, do you think that's important for us as primates? Ooh, that was a bad one. Like would chimpanzees be happy just on oh Zoom calls? <laughs> This is the problem with having a teen like audience to, for your podcast. They, they need to pick fleas out of each other's hair. No, I mean, no, I'm, no I get it. You're saying it's like a primal, it's like a primal instinct. No, I get it. It's yeah, a primal yeah. instinct to want to be with other people. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. would you want to like, be alone? You can't, there's so nothing. I think there's no, okay, yeah. oh my God. But I think there's nothing to replace in-person yeah. interaction. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I think there's something about in-person that yeah, you miss. That mm-hmm. I can be on Zoom calls. We were on Zoom calls all day long, but something like draining about it i have it's I've not i like to be in, with people like you fo- your mind is completely months. focused your mind is completely focused when you're in person with someone yes. like okay I, I usually i struggle with anxiety a little yeah so i know when my mind is focused because you're not thinking about anything else right. when you're at home when you're on a computer you can be thinking about a million other things but when you're in person talking with someone like i feel like your brain mm-hmm. is literally completely focused it's like the one way to hyper focus your brain is when someone goes and taps you on the shoulder like you're gonna be, you're just gonna talk to them. Like your your mind's like working on like auto autopilot. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's brilliant. And I just thought of another great way of explaining it to your point. It's like in person is this ultimate vir- virtual reality simulator versus the Zoom is just yeah. a, a flat surface. Two D. You can touch. Like imagine a mm-hmm. virtual reality game. Someone can go boom, yeah. touch you. They it's all your senses. Uh-huh. Right. And you're right, dude. Like there's a three-dimensional being in front of me so i'm like totally focused engaged. On you. Yeah. and yeah when i'm when there's a computer i could be like yeah, yeah a million other mm-hmm. things could be going I'm doing on. stuff i'm looking at my phone you're right man it's a different level of focus and when you're not focused you're not in the moment you're not in the zone of the conversation mm-hmm. that's why i love podcasting because it puts the in-person talk to another level because we have like an hour and a half or two hours set aside. There's no distractions other than cannoli barking every yeah. 10 seconds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think it would apply to business. I mean, I feel like people go to like, people, I'm sure, I'm like 100% sure, companies get more done when they meet in person than when they meet over, like online. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just, like when you're focused like that, you're just going to get more done. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot, surprisingly, in business because it is sometimes superficial. You can get a lot done on Zoom because we got a lot of shit oh, done. Yeah. To your point, though, the trust factor. Uh-huh. It's like if you don't meet him, I, I feel weird like just doing business. It can happen, but it's a different thing when you break bread. Are, are you going to invest sit together and have a drink? And mm-hmm. Are you going to invest a million dollars into someone that you've never met in real life? Realistically, no. But I mean, people have. Mm-hmm. People have. I'm just like with our whiskey brand. Uh-huh. 
But you, I'm but saying you personally. But yeah, yeah, that's different. No, no, exactly. Yeah, you, you, so per, you personally, there. if you're making some no. international business deal, aren't you gonna want to sit down at the table, mm-hmm. look them in the eye, yes. and like I'm giving you my money, like, yes. and probably more than just that. It's yeah. like something that takes time. You yeah, don't just go out. Yeah, have you, dr- mm-hmm. I want to see how you eat. I want to know how you talk about yeah. your family. Yeah. I want to know how you move. I, I don't try at all. Like I would do Zoom. Call. If I'm making a big deal like that, I would do Zoom calls to get to know them because it's fast. I don't have to fly out. But then I want to go meet, talk yeah. to them, look at them in the eye. Mm-hmm. See, see they if act. they look me in the eye. Mm-hmm. Like on video, it's easy. You're looking at a camera. But in person, like you're really looking me in the eye. And I can tell if you're nervous, the body language changes. You get the full picture mm-hmm. for sure. Remember we were on a road trip and you were like, we were asking, how do you guys communicate? And you're like, oh, Snapchat, this, that, text. And we're like, you're losing the whole body language thing. And you're like, what do you mean? I go, well, when you're in person, you see the people's facial expressions and they're, and you go, dad, we have emojis. I definitely said that as a joke. There's no way I said that seriously. There's <laughs> no way I said that seriously. You were like, dead serious. No, I was not. Emojis. Yeah, you're like, dad, we have emojis. When I was 12, I would lie. send emojis that were like this exactly. big to people. And you can lie too. That's the thing. We're online. You don't exactly. have that in-person connection. Lying is like, so easy over text. When yeah. you're texting, you can manipulate the conversation. You can be like, mm, how do I say this to make them... Let me kill them with kindness. <laughs> and you put a little smiley face to like soften the message. Like you're pissed off, but you put a little smiley. Like it's not. Oh yeah, that's it's a good not one. The real uh-huh. like a, passive aggressive. A murderer and the pope yes. could send you the same message on a phone. Would you know the difference? No, no. You can't <laughs> find intent now, behind right? text messages. The tone. The, uh-huh. They're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't know. Yeah, and pe- and now that people know that they don't know your tone when you send a text, people overthink about what were they trying to say. Like, yes. oh, were they mad at me because they said okay without the ay? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! It's, it, you don't see a lot. I feel like you see it more with girls. Like, oh yeah, we've, we've been like like we've been close with girls now, like more than more so in like tenth grade. You see how much is like read into into texting and how much, and but like in person, it completely falls apart apart for girls. You know Guys, it's more t- confrontational. Mm-hmm. You guys, by the way, the lessons you've already learned and applying to life are going to last, like, they're going to apply for your business and your future lives too because I, for example, in business and corporate, all the time I would tell my employees, like, don't send that email, dude. Just call them. They're going to get pissed off. Think about it. And they go, oh, shit, you're right. Because they don't realize how somebody could read that when they're already irritated by something and you just write something. They don't know how you're meaning it necessarily. Mm-hmm. So you guys are way ahead of the game, by the way, in, in, the, in, in that you can have social interactions with people and look them in the eye. Because a lot of young people now are so out of practice with that because there's not, especially with quarantine and, and social media and technology. Do you remember? I'm sure we talked about this when it was me and Nick. Um, when I would always say like, oh, when we go back to school, everyone's going to be so like socially awkward yeah. and it's going to feel so different. I was definitely right. Like the the way people, it, it just every conversation, people don't know how to deal with stuff in person anymore. Because before they'd be able to see a text and think about the response for 15 minutes yeah. and type it out three times, mm-hmm. delete it, go revise their essay. And lost that luxury. Back. And mm-hmm. there's, you can't do that shit anymore. So if someone comes up to you now and says something to you in person, you think about it, you have to, you're, it's your pure like real reaction to it yeah. because you have no time to prepare like you do over the phone. Even when someone calls you and talks to you on the phone, you can be like, oh, 
uh, like hold on or or yes. like or hang up mm-hmm. or, or mute you know you or, or or don't pick up or don't pick up the phone. Exactly. What do people do? They get nervous. They, yeah, they, people get. Well, it shows. Yeah, some people, people are more, so weird at school now. Like people some are more people used to be with. I think that ties into it. People like they stay with their group. Like yeah, they, yeah, stay, yeah. they don't want to yeah. go out and take a risk like that. Anyone outside their group, they feel uncomfortable with talking with them in person because they haven't talked to them every single day for the last year and a half. I mean, there's also opposites. People that have become really social. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like true. people who are I, more okay with yeah. being social now. Yeah. Some people, some people. I mean, there's obviously the opposite. I think that's right. with us. I think that's what happened with us. Right yeah. now, when we go to school, we don't not give a fuck who mm-hmm. we're talking to. Right, like yeah. I'll go up to anyone. Well, there's like like Jenna, like Jenna. That's what I'm saying people either went super outgoing. Open or less. Yeah, so people became some people, people either became, became really outgoing, outgoing yeah, because they true. went to like parties. Like like if you do, if you didn't, a lot of people who didn't have really close friends, they ended up partying instead. And they, it, for, I mean, it changed, like, it doesn't matter. It affected people very differently, but some people became outgoing because of it, mm-hmm. because they, they learned how to like basically have complete strangers go up to them every night and be able to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And it's also because the, you know, the gap in between seeing people being quarantined, they missed that human interaction to the point where they're like, they were starved for it. So they mm-hmm. had to party exactly because they haven't seen a group of 20 people yeah. besides a classroom, you know? Right. So. Yeah. So I want to ask you all three to, to answer two questions. Okay. I kind of asked the first one, but I'll ask it again. Like, so the two questions are just like the, what advice would you give? Oh yeah. Like high school kids that are struggling. So like, I'm just saying there's a lot of teens struggling, man. Like, what, like, what would teens, you say? Teen, teen suicide rates are mm-hmm. still yeah. the roof. Not all teens are handling it. Even though you guys struggled, Cody went through a period where he remember you were like, "Nah, I'm fucking sick of this shit," but you guys got through it. But a lot of kids don't, man. A lot of kids are like taking. Not every kid has to take that downturn. They could have found something through mm-hmm. a friend, like, "Oh shit, I didn't know I liked this." Yeah, I'm gonna focus my energy because everybody wants something they're good at, and they don't want to have a shitty life or a bad life, right? So what advice could you give like kids? And then my second question is, what advice can you give parents? Two separate questions. I think with the the real, like let's say there's a real possibility that quarantine could start in the next two days. I'd say if you're struggling socially and you're like ninth, 10th grade, I, it, it's really hard to do, but go out there and try to join a team or join something and just literally try to talk to as many people as you can because you're gonna, if you find someone to talk to and you don't agree with their morals, and you don't want to get stuck with them, keep talking to people. You're going to find people that you like. You're going to find similar people to you. Right. I mean, we're all different, but there's stuff that we're all going to like be together on and get close to those people. Like, like force yourself to be outgoing. So when the time comes that you're going to have to be secluded and you're going to have to stick with those, those people that are like, you have to get super close with, make them people that you can trust, people you like, because that's going to be more valuable than anything. I think the thing you guys said earlier is very key to that, which is how to not care what people think so you can be more outgoing because the reason people think they're introverted sometimes when they're not they're just afraid to be judged Mm -hmm. because they might say something and someone's going to ridicule them you guys figuring out that it's okay to be judged it's okay to be misunderstood it's okay not to be like open you up to be outgoing how do how do you how can a child a, a young man or woman get to that level if they don't have that if they're just not because i know some people just struggle and they might struggle most of their life with it 
Also, I think um, if you're not, if you don't act like yourself and you try to act like to be cool, like you try to act cool, the cool or whatever, you'll get people to like you who you don't, you shouldn't want to like you. You get exactly. the, ro- the wrong and people will like, like you. They don't even like you. They like, they who, like you're who you're acting, acting like. like. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, you'll get the wrong people like you and then they're going to they're gonna start wanting to hang out with yeah. you because they think you're this kind of person. But really you're not and they're going to find that out yeah, and then that's how you, that's how you lose gonna friends. You're going to want to show your, your true colors. Like Eventually. It's just human nature. You don't want to, why would you not want to live as yourself? So when that time comes, why not be surrounded by people that will accept it? But you know that what you're saying is something most people never figure out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it's so I know because I would be on Cody if he wasn't doing. It. I'd be like, dude, you're not being yourself at all, and I don't see that. I think you're being yourself as much as any sixteen-year-old <laughs> can be. I agree. Almost, you've got things to learn. Obviously, you could post mm-hmm. more on your social media, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, you could be more out there. You could put yourself out there more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not be afraid that you're a try hard or something. But that's not the point, man. The point is most people, even adults I know, still, even me, I was struggling with that my most of my life. Dude, I was being, an, I was an internal auditor. I had to be political in corporate a certain way that didn't fit my personality the way I really want to be. But the problem with that is you're going to then track jobs and opportunities and friends that you don't even like yourself. But it's because you don't think you're good enough. So if you don't put on that charade, they're not going to accept you, like you. But that's not true, to your point. You will find, if you trust in your... It's just hard to get to. Mm -hmm. Because if you feel like you're not worthwhile or good enough, like if you've been made to feel that way by your environment or your parents, it's hard to go, this is me. Yeah. Like when people do that, finally, it's like, wow. That's yeah, pretty, it's like it's, easy, it's easier it's said than done because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's like social norms and a bunch yeah. of things to think about. I think you just have to set yourself up for it. And it's yeah. easier for you guys a little bit because you're what's defined as kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> Seriously, like you look good, you're athletic, you dress nice. What about people that are different, right? That's That makes it really hard. Yeah. Cody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was gonna say another piece of advice that I would say is um because like a lot of a lot of the friends that I have right now are through through basketball like obviously I met Gabe and Nick and so not really through basketball just through life but but another group like if I didn't have them I'd ha- still have my basketball guys like like Phil like for example Philip Brody Sahil Tehran Sam like like people like that Evan Sean like all of that was through something that I like, like I love doing for myself. So like I, I think the another way to find other people is by finding what you want to do for yourself. Something outside of school. Like not like if you love math. Like there'll, nah, there'll it's not be a true. Group for like you. Yeah. no if matter you like museums, uh, go to museums. Yeah, like, Don't go, oh, I better go to a concert because that's what's cool. No, because then you're gonna be stuck with concert goals. Because there's gonna be other people that think the thing you yeah, like is cool. You're not. No one exactly. is the. No one is the only one that likes something. Dude, mm-hmm. the, there's. You can go on Facebook and type the most random, odd thing you could ever Find think of, and there's it. gonna be a group there of people who like it. exactly. Mm-hmm. Literally, furries who eat oranges. You'll probably find. You'll probably you find probably a group could. of similar-minded people. Exactly. Any other advice to oh. high school kids? Oh, not to high school kids. No. What were you gonna say? Uh, I was gonna talk about parents, but let Nick yeah. talk about the students for his kids. Uh, I mean, they already said what I was gonna say. For me, it's just effort, you know, putting yourself out there, even right. for parents too. Mm-hmm. What I was gonna say both ways, like you know, students dealing with social issues. It's really like how well you can push yourself. 
because you don't you're not just born with friends. No one that that's not how it is. If your parents were friends, they had to put effort into it. And mm-hmm. yeah, they have kids, they become friends. But you know, going to school, you're not gonna meet someone just by sitting next to them. You have to do something, say hi. Right. You know. So I think for me it's just effort and how how much you put into what you wanna do. What if you're scared? Well, that's also part of the effort is you have to get over that. Because you can't always live life scared because take, then take you would never slow. take any risks. Take it slow. I mean, you have time. Just mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. But yeah. I think Nick is right because mm-hmm. the fear never goes away. Yeah, it the won't. fear is always going to... It's just checking in with you. like, But then you got to do it. Like, if you want what you want, you got to have to make a first move. No one's gonna, No one ever gives you anything. Mm-hmm. This life doesn't... Nothing shows up at your doorstep unless order it right mm-hmm. so you, like, you made an effort, effort. You, exactly. you still made the effort yeah, yeah. You still gotta make the effort. like even though i've made i've made friends in high school and i'm comfortable at school or whatever talking to whoever i want but there's I, i'm like i'm not like not gonna lie there's no way i can ever completely have zero fear about talking to like new people yeah there's no there'll way because no matter what, there's always going to be a little bit of fear. Even people that you know that you aren't like maybe that close with, like you're, there's still going to be that sense of fear and like you wanting validation from everyone. Of course. That's why I think it's important to have your close friends because yeah. then it's you're not important. constantly worrying about mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're going to worry about talking to that one guy that you've never talked to. That's, right. that's hanging out with a bunch of guys like, Right. Of, like the, the girl, yeah, it's gonna be anxietizing. But you go back to your friends, yeah. and it's like you're it's like you're, like you're people, you people who have fun the with. The toughest fighter in the world has a fucking massive corner, man, and mm-hmm. he needs that support, he or she. You know what I mean? To feel mm-hmm. confident to go in the ring every time. Mm-hmm. It's like a they're kid. always scared to go in the ring. They need that support, man. Like I same whenever I have to, whenever there's a, whenever there's an opportunity for somebody to judge me. A, f- a little bit of fear kicks in. I you just get good at pushing it away and going, that's okay. Like basketball, mm-hmm. every game you're gonna be like, what if I just suck today? What if I just go? Oh, you don't know. You don't know for sure because it hasn't happened. You just gotta go like, well, that's that's silly for me to focus mm-hmm. on that. I'm gonna push it aside because that's not gonna help me get in the game and just take action and start doing stuff to, you know, win the game. And that's it. Yeah. You just gotta get out there. I was gonna say for the parents. Yes. Um, this is the key. Because I feel like this I, is the one I wanted to ask you guys. Because parents need to understand what they're dealing with, and and you guys could probably help them more than anybody. Actually, I feel like I've had a pretty good experience with my parents over high school. Like I've had a pretty uh, do tell good. Like I yeah <laughs> like I experience. never yeah 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 pretty unique experience yeah but um a lot like I uh, I appreciate it because I see a lot of other people who have a much tougher time with their parents and explaining to them how like explain to them how they want to live their life in high school and the parents is not understanding that and wanting them to do what they want to do want, want them to do because I, I think like parents think of their kids obviously think of their kids as like their kids and they're like theirs like they have to like give them the path to to how to be successful but instead I think it's more of you guide them, obviously. Like, you obviously, you do have to guide them because you've lived life already and or a lot of life already. But I think letting them learn their own lessons is so much more important than you trying to teach them the lessons without them figuring it out first. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm letting you practice being an adult while you're under my roof so I can help you and you can come to me. So that when you do go off on your own, you're not like, 
fuck yeah, let's go fucking shit. And when you let me do like, when you let me do like crazy shit, if something, if something were to happen, like, let's say I, I go out and do something, but then like some certain thing I do, I realize it after I'm like, ah, probably that's not smart. Then I figured it out for myself. And that lesson is so much more valuable because I learned it myself and I experienced it firsthand of why I don't want to do that anymore. Instead of someone telling me, oh, don't do that. It's bad. It's bad. Mm-hmm. You know? Let your kid have their own experiences, but I also think that let your kid be comfortable coming to you when there's something really wrong. Like, mm-hmm. ha- like, like back to what you were saying, having a big corner. Like, you always want to have your parents in your corner. You don't want them to be on the other side because that's gonna hurt against every. I mean, like realistic, if your parents are going against you, or if they, like they, have, it's gonna, it's gonna harm you every step of the way. You're a kid. I mean, you have to rely on them. So, like, I mean, it's what you were saying. There's a lot of like mental health issues going on, stuff like that. Like let your kid have their own experiences, let them make their own lessons and just and just let them know that if they have something wrong, like really wrong, that they're going to that they're going to be behind you. So you don't have to you don't have to worry about having no one. Right. 100%. Mm-hmm. I was very conscious of you guys being able to tell me anything like that from a young age. Like I didn't want to filter language and I didn't want and I wanted you to when you came to me and said you did some something wrong. I would always praise you for coming to me. That was important. That was to set up the team. Su- that was super important. If, if you can't come. How was that for you? Yeah, Tell me what I do important. right and what I do wrong. I'm open to feedback. No, I, I'm. Well, you did a lot of shit wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> I won't go the there. Start with the good stuff. <laughs> I'll just say, I, I just think that that's super important because you never scared me to, uh, like, you never made me scared to come talk to you about any, no matter what it was. Like I, and I know for sure now, based on the things that I've told you and how you've reacted, that there's really nothing I could say to you that would and be I bad. Consciously, when you, I would be like, and I told you, if I ever get mad at you, you could tell me to fuck off right then and there. Cause I wanted to build that trust with you. Mm-hmm. And you came a couple of times, like a few months after something happened, like oh, I went to the principal's office or whatever. And I'd say, dude, thank you for telling me. Yeah. Built. And look, I'm not saying there haven't been things you didn't tell me. I'm sure because you are your own person. It's your game. It's not my game. I'm just here to guide you as much as I can and let you live the most fulfilled version of your life as possible. But it's silly to think like you have to be aware of your child. Every child's different. Ben's not ready to be on his own. <laughs> and Miles is different. Like, once I was, once I honestly saw, like, dude, this dude moved on from being a, a little boy that was like, daddy, daddy, you have to make that transition so quick. Right. That that was the hardest for me. That was a, that was like, whoa, I didn't expect that, and I was still trying to like keep you and tell you what to do and stay on you. And then I noticed you're you were backlashing, and I pulled back. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like you I mean, you always hear on the news, you'll hear in the news of like kids doing bad things or something horrible. Hot, someone does something horrible and their parents always say like, this isn't them. Like, this isn't how I knew them. I think it's like if if your kid couldn't come to you the first time something was going on that was actually bad and you needed help with, then it's not surprising that when it got bad, like like your friends are pressuring you to drive really fast on the street and you didn't and you have you have no friends to back you. You don't go to your parents. Then six months later, you're joyriding on the freeway and you get into a car accident. Someone dies. And like that, that's it. Like your life changes forever. Mm-hmm. And it could have been stopped back then. But you never gave your kid the opportunity to or like the you never you never let them know that, that they can come to you for stuff like that. 
And it's as simple as human nature, right? It's as simple as if they know you're going to yell at them, they're done. <laughs> right. If they know you're going to be like, oh my God, but it's over. And mo- like 95% of parents, I know that's the reaction they have. And, I, and I've had parents come to me and I'm like, dude, your child is 16. You can't be talking to them like that anymore. You can, but you're going to have a traditional relationship where they're going to tell you what you want to hear. And then you're going to be like, why aren't you being honest with me? And it's like if I went to my friend and said, hey, man, this thing happened. He was like, what's wrong with you? You're such an idiot. I'd be like, dude, what's your problem? I'm never going to tell that friend anything. I came there for support, not to be yeah. to be made yeah. feel to feel like even worse about myself. Because I think if, if a kid wants to, they can hide everything from their parents. Right. Dude, we have got yeah. dude. I have seen it. Some people I know yeah. have gone to extreme extents to hide stuff from their parents, right. and it is absurd how many, how much kids will go through to hide shit from kids their parents. Kids will literally leave, will lead, they like they'll lead lives that if their parents heard, they like laugh. They think it's like a joke. Like I know, man. like like what? Like are you talking about someone else's? Kid? I mean, they used to do it. I know, I know. Like where the kid has commanded a performance to such a level (laughs) manners yes ma'am yes sir but then they're out there like you know smoking up a storm taking doing drugs like partying and the parents would never know it and i saw that growing up you know and i that's why i didn't want that i feel like it's it's dangerous i would rather know you guys are going to parties and i'd rather you tell me dad i'm sneaking out tonight right then be the other parents where their kid, they don't know their kids are out. So if their kid gets into trouble, they're not going to call their parent. They're just going to like wing it. Like, well, I'll just try to get out of this myself. I can't call saying, oh, I snuck out of the window. <laughs> like, so I'd rather, you know, have that relationship. Mm-hmm. It, you have to be willing to sacrifice control and like feeling like it's your life, like you said. Like, you're mine. You're my, I don't feel like you're my property at all. And I think you know that. I always tell you, I don't. you don't owe me anything. And I don't owe you anything. I do for you because I love you. And we're going to do because we like each other. We respect each other. That's the relationship I want. You know, and obviously I'm guiding you because I have more experience right now. And then when I'm old, you're going to be guiding me. Mm-hmm. You know, all comes full circle. Hopefully, if you like me. So... So what's any any other uh, advice to parents, man? I mean, again, just the effort, you know. Same thing with uh, just like kids with parents. Like they were saying, you have to show your kids that you're willing to listen to them talk. Because when you don't do that, then it leads to the stuff like, oh, I snuck out and you didn't tell your parents that you got into a big situation. And then they find out three months later that you got like a something something wrong with the law that happens just suddenly appears, you know. All of a sudden, you have a warrant for your arrest, and your parents didn't know because you snuck out one night because you weren't comfortable talking to them. I guarantee you, there's a ton, like thousands of parents, man. Well, who knows, millions right now that are dealing with 16, 17 year olds that they're like, I don't know what to do. Because I've literally had probably, I don't know how many parents have come to me over the years that had like a 15, 16, or 17 year old, and they're like, I don't know what to do because they've lost control. They, they can't discipline them anymore. It's hard, man. Like, and during quarantine, I think being at home actually separated them more. Like 
kids would just be in their room and parents would just be doing their things. Yeah. I think it's important to check. Like, if you found Cody, like, with, like, I don't know, like, needles in his room one day, like, <laughs> like you know, like, it's time to, like, talk to like, him. Like, like, time, like, can, like, intervention, like, like, this isn't what I want for you. Right. Like, this isn't what I, what I imagine you doing. Like, like, as much as you respect your kid, like, you know what's, what's going to be good for him in five years, good for him 10 years. Right. So, and so on. Like I obviously that's gonna be yeah. important. Like there's there's a certain point where you have to. Should I be worried? <laughs> nah, not needles. There's a certain. I think you gotta put in as a parent. The, the truth is, you gotta put in the work early. Yeah. Like you can't when they're sixteen. That's the problem. You can't hard. start parenting. Yeah, it's hard to catch say, up. Right, yeah. Let's talk. It's like, fuck you. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. You've been talking. You're down you're about to be an life. adult in four years. And you're talking down to me my whole life, talking, lying to me about things. Because parents usually lie to their kids. They keep them in the dark. They don't explain things. But then they want the kid to respect them. When the kid is now an adult going, oh, shit, like, these people don't really treat me as, like, an equal or as a valuable, you know, intelligent organism. Yeah. They may think it's okay because that's traditional, but the gut knows that that's not what you want. When you're 13, 14, you're you're almost a grown man physically. You could have babies, and I know you're maybe not responsible enough, but if the parents don't transition and start te- treating them like young adults, they're going to lose them real quick. Yeah, I mean, if you grow up with that, like, if you grow up, like, early on having those values, like, when you're older, that's going to hit you when you're doing something like, yeah, my parents probably would, like, this isn't something I should be doing. Right. But if you weren't, if you didn't have those values, that that's not there. Right. So when they tell you it's wrong, it's like, why are you telling me it's wrong? Like, what do what do I owe you? I've seen that with with kids. Right. Like, they act like, not that they owe you, but like they act like it's insulting for someone to try to control them because they've never experienced it before. Only when they started doing things that are wrong. Right. Exactly. I, I think also if a parent has been parenting their whole like the whole kid's life about like controlling them and trying to tell them what to do and um and like kind of restricting how they live, and then when they turn sixteen. They they uh, keep trying to do it and they never like let up and treat them like an adult. Then at school and in life, you get you start the kid starts gaining all these responsibilities like car payments, job. Then they start talking about colleges and you start feeling like more of an adult because of the way the world is talking to you. But then you go home and your and your parents are telling you what time to get home, like you're a minute late to get home. And, and they freak out about that. But then you go to school and they're treating you like an adult. So it's like you have to deal with being a still being 12 years old, like being treated like you're 12 years old and controlled and everything. But then having to go to school and deal with college applications. Right. It's like a healthy balance. You have, right. There's no there's no rule book to parent. Like there is there's no rule book to parenting. But you got to let your kids go, man. This is the this is the key, actually, to all those parents that called me when their 16 year old was out of control. I said it too late. Now you got to be friends. And that's what worked, actually. I'm just saying to throw it out there if, if that's the situation. But also, children, for, like, the problem is labeling people as kids. You're young adults, even as a three-year-old. I treat my three-year-old as a young adult. <laughs> He's just really young adult. I am trying to get him prepared to live an independent life, which is going to take, like, 12 more years. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm serious, and that is a mindset. So I respect my kid because I'm like, oh, that's a young adult. 
versus traditional parenting, my parents, it's like, shut the fuck up. Who are you? Who's talking to you? None of your business. Like, where are you going? None of your business. They always kept us in the dark. They always wanted to put us down. Degrade you. Because that's just how it is. You don't talk. You Adults are talking. You shut up. I don't treat my kids like that at all. I always try to answer the question. Because I'm like, just because you're three and you can't make a full sentence doesn't mean I disrespect you. I just have to put things in your level to explain in your level and teach you, hey, wait till daddy's done. But I'm thinking always, this is a future adult. This is a future badass motherfucker. And I don't want to like disrespect them. Yeah. So that's important. Even though you're guiding them and disciplining and all that. Very important. Daddy's done. Daddy. <laughs> you guys are funny, man. What time is it? What time is it? Oh, shit. 10.45. They got to go. We're wrapping it up, man. This was amazing. This was awesome. We should do this. like. Well, they have not- 11 o'clock curfew for driving. Saying. Yeah. Let's, let's wrap it up. Yeah. We have time. You guys have any other questions? Anything you want to leave our our fans with? I think that went any well. Words of wisdom. We'll check check in and yeah. the senior year before senior before the topics. Before. Like if you guys check in winter break, but probably even before. Yeah, that. maybe. Let's see. And maybe if you want to bring a guest, if you want to bring Stoli, and yes, maybe next time for sure. Topics that you want to talk about that might help people. Yeah, we can bring the girls on there. Maybe yeah, they have a different dude. experience than us. Yeah. You think they'll want? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? All right. Sure. Let's get their point of view. Next man. time, Stoli at least. Yeah, sure. I want to get the ladies' point of view. Let's get it. Let's get it. We out. Cody. Game. Hey, quick. Nick the quick. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.